opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel, you betcha, Dobby, Comic-Con, Steampunk, Parallel Worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls, so Red Pill or Blue Pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Caspringer Show! Hello! Ooh, hello, everybody. We <laughs> are back there's so much energy in that hello the mic cut out it's still uh, it always used to it's bringing me back right middle of it gotta have it do you remember oh, man. i don't remember any of that from what what were those nicknames no idea i think there was the doctor who the dalek names oh okay. oh okay good memory on chris Wait for me it's always chris is secretly just keeps re-listening to our episodes every day <laughs> I have all, all 32 intros on a, on repeat. <laughs> it's on a one long playlist, all 32 in order. Hey, I got a question based yeah. off of the intro to the intro that you just played. What's like, your favorite scene from that movie? Independence Day? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, the president's speech. Does, really does the movie good. count as one scene? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> If you count my question, including both movies, then yes. I will say, no, I will say my favorite scene is Will Smith just giving a strong left hook to uh, Alien, <laughs> knocking it out cold. It's insane. We should get, we should get Will Smith on the show. <laughs> He'd no. probably love to talk Will about Smith, a lot of recent did Will, Smith, Will Smith that Alien before it was a Will Smith thing? Kinda. I, I don't know why, but one of my favorite scenes that I think of every so often is when Randy Quaid is trying to get sober up and he asks for the coffee and his son comes over and he's like, dad, he's like, keep it coming. Keep it coming. I don't know why I love that scene so much, but my favorite, my favorite scene is when uh, Goldblum and Will Smith are trying to fly the alien ship out. (laughs) Like, reverses it in the wrong direction then he goes was like uh they, they just flip got got the directions wrong and he flips the paper over goes, yes yes that away those those scenes where they were there together gold bloom is going like full gold bloom mm-hmm. through it all just like yes yes uh that away mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all these weird little lines that he has it's so good mm-hmm. also only those aliens had a firewall just <laughs> forgot to re-up their Norton antivirus though. <laughs> also, great Goldblum impression, Pat. Thank you. I, yeah. I practiced. I've been practicing it for over a year. So, uh, <laughs> when we had this comeback episode, I could throw it out. Guys, I got a question for you about um, Will Smith. Will, Will Smith, Smith. Will Smith, Will Smith. Will, Will Smith, Smith. Think about it. Will Will Smith Smith Will Smith Will Smith Will Smith Wait, wow. I feel like there's one extra Will Smith in there. Yeah, something mm-hmm. Will Will Smith Smith Will Smith Will Smith I think it's No, that's it. How many Smiths will Will Smith Smith <laughs> Will Smith come Will, will Smith, Smith. Smith. I actually think it's just if Will Smith Will Smith 
Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. Smith. Will Smith. You get a drink every time we say Will Smith. Tonight. It does bring me back to my favorite one. How many lows would Rob Lowe rob if Rob Lowe <laughs> rob Lowe's? That's the take. Yes. <coughs> That's That's history in the making. Our, our, we returned from our hatus and already have a spit take. I didn't spit quite. Instead, I just choked on it and it got me. Uh, all right, guys. But hey, it's been. I think I think I did the math about nine months. Ten yeah, months. I did the math correctly. <laughs> Actually, it's like pretty basic math. It's just from February to now. So however long that is. Calendar math is never basic math. <laughs> okay. It is, it is. Microsoft Excel can't even figure out calendar math. So there you go. <laughs> and so actually all the numbers I said were wrong. It's eight months because I did actually. It's just 10 minus two. So no, that's actually pretty basic whoa, math. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Einstein calculus here. <laughs> We were just having a Caspringer's baby, and it, you know, took a few months. I guess it's a little premature. We were all out on paternity leave for our podcast baby. Mm-hmm. Now it's back. Now Man, it's back. how things have changed. Yeah, Will Smith slapped a guy. That's about did it. Did he Will Smith? No, it was Chris Rock. <laughs> how many rocks? How many rocks could Chris Rock rock if Chris Rock could rock rocks? Chris. What have you been up to? <laughs> what have you been up to? I've been thinking a lot about how many Smiths will Smith Smith. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Lots of stuff. Guys, Diablo Immortal came and went. Extremely disappointing. <laughs> I, believe, I believe when Caspringers ended, uh, I was in the can't wait for Diablo Immortal phase. Now I can't believe I got so excited for it. So disappointing. <laughs> I can't either. I mean, I think I feel like I speak for myself and Randy when we kind of saw it coming. <laughs> I, I held on a little too long, some might say. So I downloaded it. Super Fan Baja was ex- surprisingly extre- extremely negative on it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of fell off. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. What- was it the pay to play that kind of got you, Chris? Game was just boring. Yeah, I think one of the things that got me was the uh, the um, emphasis on grouping. Like you couldn't do dungeons alone; you had to do a group dungeons or do your um, for the big boss raids. You had to join uh, your friends and everything. And like, I don't have a lot of online friends other than you two. You two stopped playing. Well, thanks. This is correct. And then the gem, the whole gem thing was terrible. But it wasn't even the, the legendary gems. Even getting the mini gems <clears throat> to upgrade your your regular gear was took forever. So yeah. Yeah, but Chris. But but good news is cloud gaming, Google Stadia. I've been playing a lot of that over hiatus. <laughs> So as long as nothing happens to Google Stadia, we'll uh, I'll be okay. I think I'll continue my nerd. I I believe didn't you also invest in the other one? Which I don't even remember what that one was called. There was a, the other cloud Amazon. Amazon didn't Amazon have one? I do have the Amazon one. That one is still around. Was that Luna? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I think that one's got some staying power, mostly because Amazon owns Twitch. So they are, they do a lot of back and forth with Twitch, uh, free stuff on Twitch or free games with Luna, but it's not great. Cloud yeah. gaming is not great right now. Chris, I have a article here, how to get your Google Stadia refund and what's included. Would you like me to put it in the chat? Yes, because I also forgot I uh, had the Google Stadia, bought like four or five games on it that I played for like 10 minutes each. Disco Elysium, remember that game? We had a big episode on that. We did, it was a great I game. I got my pants stuck on the fan and then never... <laughs> <laughs> Literally the first way to die and like... Mm-hmm. I died and then didn't. I, I, wait, you can continue after you die? Well, I mean, you just restart. Pat, I struggled with that game. There was a lot of dialogue in that one. There, there was. It was. Uh, so that that's one thing I've noticed. I mean, I can't even say in the past year, but uh, just in general with my video games, is that if a game does not keep my attention span, like I will put it down and not play it. And and I was into Disco Elysium for a while, but then I just put it down and had no desire really to go back and it's i think i'm like on day i think i got to day two finally that's literally only two days in yeah you're right it was a very it felt like a very philosophical mixed yes. with just complicated dialogue i did not understand what was going on really i, I couldn't figure out how to get the or did i figure out finally figure that out no i did end up figuring, never mind I did finally figure out how to get the like huge muscular like Nazi guy to move. Get your pants off the fan. Yeah, you, yeah, you had you told him to like go put his pants up on the fan and would guys. You, would you count that as a point and click game? Oh yeah, definitely. See, I like point and click games where it's like I need to climb down this cliff. Oh, here's a rope. Okay, I'll use it to climb down the cliff. Like that's my level of difficulty on a point and click game. This one was just way above me. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot going on there. Well, but that's it. So, too, is like what was cool was depending on how you built your character, you could get different options. Like, there were multiple ways to kind of get through some of those problems, which was neat. And the writing and voice acting stuff was very good. I'm not. It's just, I think for us, the pace was a little slow and that just didn't hold us, Mm -hmm. which is okay. Yeah, it's all right. But so, Chris, back to some of your nerd and out. Uh, so we got Diablo Immortal. Mm-hmm. We got uh, uh, Cloud Gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we D- have... Doctor Strange, too. I was looking super forward to that. I was, movie. too. Yeah. Guys, uh, I, we actually never really talked about it since I, I was like, the last one of us to see it. kind of liked it. What would you get out of 10? Listen, this is a no judgment zone. No judgment zone. Out of 10, what would I give it? <laughs> yeah. give it, a judge I, would, it. I would give it a 7. Chris? Ooh, I disagree. Maybe a 4. 2 would be my highest I would go. <laughs> the highest you would go. Randy, did we see it together? Yeah, we saw it together. Yeah. I almost friggin' hated it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think my expectations were were way too... Yeah. Um like I had some, so I think that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I 
I felt like everyone said, well, it's great. You know, Sam Raimi. I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I like Sam Raimi movies. But then, that's the thing is all it was was Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi. But yeah. it was literally like watching Army of the Dead. Yes. Army of the Dead. Or um, Evil Dead. Army of Darkness was awesome. Army of Darkness. It, like, I felt like it was, you could have just cut and pasted scenes, in, but just put like Photoshop Dr. Head Str- Strange's head onto uh, what's the guy's name? Chainsaw yeah, Hand. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to say Bill Cosby. But that's not the guy's name. Not at all. Nope. Don't even look alike. Bill. Nope. Sarsgaard. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. That's the one. They both have the same initials. What do you guys want to talk about next? We we hit uh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> we Will Smith. Uh... Will, how I wonder how Kanye's doing recently. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't like it. I felt like do that with a brand new character or a different character, but you already established Doctor Strange and the the feel of his movie in the first one, which was phenomenal, and you just didn't even think about that and i didn't think the story was good either but if we're if we're sticking to big news for a second james gunn yeah the mm-hmm. of dcu taking out the extended and just dcu how do you guys feel about this chris um i think he's still doing guardians three right oh yeah that one might be in the can i don't know i think it is i don't know uh, I'm all right with that. I good in the hiatus though. I got super excited for the Flash movie. Ezra Miller is great as the Flash. I've loved him, so I'm like I can't wait for that. And even uh, Bat was Batgirl, Batwoman. Yeah, can't wait for that to come out. Can't wait for that to come out. It's done. I heard finished filming. There's it's just they got to get the release schedule right. Any day, I think. I any day, any any day. You know. <laughs> Do you think it will come out at some point? Like it's like they I think it'll get leaked somehow. Leaked somehow. I mean, oh, that that weird Fantastic Four movies. I'll you can always find something on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, like the very first, like the old first. Yeah, with, where like movie. they glued like paper mache onto a yeah. guy to make him look like the thing. <laughs> the thing. Um, <laughs> I I am excited for it. I think James Gunn knows what he's doing it only worries me it's like when jj abrams took over star wars and star trek like you're you got a lot of things going in the pot but it is jj abrams so i bet i bet james gunn because he was going to be done with with mar with guardians after guardians 3 i'm pretty sure that he's done with working at disney now and warner brothers either bought out his contract or he didn't have any any other projects going on yeah. And I don't know if this is a spoiler in, in Black Adam, because that's coming out. We are, I think. Out now, isn't it? Or it is it out this weekend? Oh, I mean, I don't want to say it unless you guys know. It's, it's, I well, know. no, I, I know, but we can never pronounce the last name right. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. No one will, no one will know who we're talking about. I, I couldn't be more excited about that. That is, I mean, I'm so pumped. I hope they may. I think the cast bringers are, are would be considered super fans of this gentleman that we're not talking, say, not naming. Can we say his name? And I think he's a super fan of us, too. Cable? Yes. Cavill? Bill? Campbell? Oh, 
Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. 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 How to pronounce. Anyways, I'm. He's he's one of my favorite Supermans, and I think I'm so glad that he's back in it. And The Witcher. Yeah, he's great as The Witcher. This is my Witcher voice. It's actually pretty good. Gerald. Gerald. It is Gerald. I'm a Witcher. Gerald. That's what I said. Here we go. My name. Get Gerald. Give me my horse. Roach. Ready, Chris? Can you guys hear me? Can't hear it. Henry Cavill. That's what I've been saying. Henry Cavill. 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 There's actually a lot of websites to tell you how to say it. <laughs> um, speaking of Superman, are we just riffing right now? What are we doing? Baby, keep, keep been, we got a lot to catch up on. It's I've been a year and a half. Yeah. I've been to a few Comic Cons. How, how are our listeners doing out there? All those Castanets. Castanets. I've been to a few Comic Cons, guys. I uh, have bought a bunch of things there, but the big thing I decided to dive into was I was an Ashbringer. It wasn't Ashbringer. We do need a sword update. But every time this, Randy, then we'll all give a sword update. Ashbringer, I said, can I try out Castbringer? And they didn't get it. Every booth. I almost bought, the one thing I did almost buy, I don't think I told you guys this, was one of those knives that you can like... Butterfly knife. Butterfly knife. But I wasn't going to buy the knife. I was going to buy the practice one. So it's not sharp on the end. <laughs> they, the guy sold it so I could practice with it. It was $25. I said not to. Anyways, Never mind. My, new, my new collector's thing now is I have an old Superman shirt. And I'm trying to get every actor that was Superman to sign it. So right now I've got Tyre, Tyler Hoechlin. Tyler. Bad news for you, Randy. There's there's. No, okay. you're not. <laughs> except for one. Except for one. George Reeves, I think. Two. <laughs> Three. Chris, Chris is Superman. Both Reeves, I guess. Um, and probably the original voice in the cartoon too. Yeah, probably not him either. The guy from Wings. Um. Anyways, I got Tyler Hoechlin or Hawklin or Cavill. I don't know how to say his last name. And got uh, um. The guy from Smallville, Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Yeah, he's my favorite Superman. Tom Welling, I don't know if I told you guys this either. He was awesome. So, oh my God. So he was next to Lex Luthor from Smallville. Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum and uh, Kristen Crook. And I went to the panel. They were phenomenal. Kristen Crook. Was was Allison Mack there? (laughs) (laughs) We're just stepping in it. Which I was surprised nobody brought that up in the panel, but I guess we all knew not to. Um, Rosenbaum's awesome, super, you know, personable. Welling is like kind of a little, like a little bit on the side of like, he likes throwing in the quick shots and then Crook is just super shy. So they're just kind of like busting her chops a little bit. So then I go to the tables and I get them all to sign. Like I bought a Smallville poster that was somebody painted there that was made. And Tom Welling, like, is just, he's the nicest dude. Like, he's talking to everybody. He leaves. He just walks into Comic-Con and just is gone by himself. He leaves, like, the security guy. He comes back with, I think he had a Hulk fist. And he had a picture of the three of them framed. And he had, like, a Back to the Future toy. 
And this is like during the signings and he goes up to Rosenbaum because I guess it was his birthday to give him the Back to the Future toy. And he bought the Hulk fist for his kids. And then he bought the one thing of the three of them because he thought it was cool. I'm like, this guy is like the biggest nerd ever. (laughs) He's awesome. So he's just like, and now they're doing a Smallville podcast. Like he just, I think he's just owning it. Like he owns everything that happened to him. But um, yeah, he was nice. So that's my new collector's thing. We'll see how many I can get. I always attribute Smallville to the, um, the the Berlanti universe, the CW DC mm-hmm. universe. That was I attribute Smallville to kicking that off. It was definitely the first one, right? And then that mm-hmm. led to Arrow. Led to Arrow, yep. Yeah. Arrow, which and then that led to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So there, it was fun. How about you guys? What have you been up to, Pat? Any nerding? Nope. Okay, Chris. <laughs> No, I, let's see. Uh, It's been so long. A lot of, oh, I guess one of the big ones uh, this summer finally dove into uh, the streaming world. I streamed three times uh, for like a couple, couple hours each time. It was just kind of fun. Any shows until this summer? (laughs) No, yeah, I've never streamed. uh, Sorry, Twitch, Twitch streaming. Uh Me, myself, we content creation. What were you, what were you playing on stream? Uh, So I, primarily played well i shouldn't say primarily because i only streamed three times so i played fall guys for a while once and then from that that was like half fall guys half uh i can't even remember the name of the game it was kind of like a darkest dungeon knockoff that was free on epic games i just wanted to give that a try and actually it was mm-hmm. pretty good uh the next time i did battle hearthstone battlegrounds for like a couple hours mm-hmm. and then the third one was like a little bit of Hearthstone and I think a little bit of Fall Guys like at the end. Did you know, ask you a little bit about your stream. Did, were you the type of player who talked a lot over the stream? Would you talk strategy if you did? Would you just make jokes? <clears throat> so I found it being it would depend on the game. Uh, so like I remember for Hearthstone Battlegrounds I talked a lot during the stream of just like trying to go through what I was doing and like, like basically talking out my thought process, um, mainly to myself. Cause I think I had at most one to two viewers at a time, but most of the time it was zero. <laughs> I always, I tried to log in or tried to watch you every time, but I was always at work and it's either blocked or if I get to a spot where it's not blocked, the Wi-Fi or uh, yeah. signal there is terrible. So like it would like bug out and yeah would not was not able to to watch any of your streams so sorry my friend hey it's okay uh but i did sub to you you did i'm, I'm the one <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah, we got one um let's see and then fall guys i was able to kind of like in like not that i wasn't interacting with chat with more but that was like kind of the main focus like making jokes and interacting you know talking back to the again the two people in in the chat who were type stuff um but that one was like a little bit harder to uh like kind of stay engaged with because that you know fall guys moves a little bit faster you got to kind of pay attention to what's going on to be able to play um that's pretty much it right oh and then the other game was that game is like slower pace it was that game was actually i think very streamable because it was easy just to kind of see who was typing what and and whatnot so it was good it was like kind of nerve-wracking though so yeah i didn't love it honestly it'd be a very thinking about it i'm actually curious 
Say it again. What was nerve wracking about it? I'm, I'm I don't, honestly just like the, like the thought process of just like having a lot of people watching you play video games and then also like potentially just judging how you're playing and stuff. I don't know. It was just, it's just like when it turned something that is supposed to be very relaxing for me into something that was just like kind of stressful. And I think that was what it was. I just like, didn't like it. Did you have your face on camera? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I feel like I'd be the same way. Like when during the pandemic, I played Spider-Man on the PS5 or PS4 and Laurel would just sit and watch and she loved it. Like, and I was like, oh, maybe this would be fun streaming. I'm like, no, I don't think this would be fun because she's just making fun of me for dying constantly over and over again. Like nobody wants to see that. Well, and and it's partly too, I think, just like putting on like, right? Like putting on that, like not even professional, but just that like performance-y face. Like you're not relaxed, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And so it just kind of like it, and again, for something that is, supposed to do do that for me like it took that away and that's i think that's where i came from which like didn't love it um let's let's see so did the whole a little bit of the streaming thing over the summer uh i'll save one of the bigger ones for later because we're going to talk about it in the meat and potatoes um but yeah then just watching you know all the hundreds of shows that have come out at least trying to what's your number one show you've watched quick pat you start since the hiatus number one show and or movie uh honestly it's probably like top gun man right that movie was really good. that movie was rad mm. but not not so much nerdy so i want to come back to me in a minute i'm gonna spend a Randy, while you got one yeah top show i top movie i haven't seen is top gun maverick yet i still gotta see it um the best show I saw since the hiatus was Severance. That show is one of the oh, best I've ever seen. Severance? Is that with uh, Michael? Adam, uh, Adam Scott? Yeah, no, I'm thinking of uh, Ozarks. Wrong, wrong show. So I got to catch, I got to get back on Ozarks. I'd say that I've seen Rings of Power for going nerdy. I haven't seen the new Game of Thrones yet. I just started. Um, peripheral uh, yes i watched episode one of that last night i liked the episode one it is i've watched both episodes it is nerdy like it's nice. like well i don't know chris it's like they like the characters live like a normal tv show kind of like action with like in the south type of stuff but like the actual sci-fi behind it is pretty like deep right yeah it I mean, the basic plot of the story is, and this, no spoilers here, it's, this is just the first episode, is yeah. that this girl and her brother, it's like 2030 something, and this girl and her brother make money by um, kind of like the futures version of streaming, like they help people in VR games and like, just like walk them through, and the sister is really, really good, so she gets recruited but she always plays with her brother's account. So they recruit him to test this new VR, some random company. And then he has her do it because she's better at video games. But the VR actually like somehow ports your consciousness into the like a hundred or so years into the future. And like you take over a real life robot in the future or something. 
Okay. At least that's what I got so far. <laughs> Time out. First of all, Chris, the first part of your description was not a spoiler. The second part of your description was a complete spoiler because I think you might have seen both episodes. No, I only saw the first episode. Are you sure? Yeah. Then you just know exactly what's exactly. going to happen in the second episode. Well, kind of obvious. <laughs> I felt kind of smart that I had guessed it. I guess when she put the headset on and jumped to the future. Oh, are they boarding her to the future? Well, okay. And if those aren't spoilers, they 100% confirm all of that in the second episode. But that no spoiler alert. Well, it's also by Lisa Joy and um, Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan Nolan. So you know there's going to be. got a huge tenant vibe from it. Yeah. What I did read today is Chloe Moretz, whatever the main actress. Yeah. Uh, going super nerd like she tweeted out yesterday how do i build my own gaming computer like she's super into gaming and stuff so nice. that's kind of cool they believable but yeah i think the acting's great the effects are great i'd fully recommend getting into it so back I, to I, it's also a william gibson story yes. book so it's got that going for it which is nice guys i remember the best show i watched in the past year uh this summer i finally watched all four seasons of stranger things uh it was awesome. Loved it. Did you watch the, the season finale of of the first season? That's where I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It was good. You should watch it because it was really good. I'd say season one was awesome. Season two was okay. Season three, meh. And then I just started season four. But I will say at Comic-Con, they had some of the Stranger Things cast. And so many people were dressed up as Eddie. Is he the, like, rocker? Yeah. It was it was kind of cool. Like he, I yeah. guess, he's an awesome character, right? Yeah. Yes, he was great. I and Randy, I agree with you. Season one was awesome. Season two was pretty good. I did not like season three, and then season four was amazing. Came back, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, as I loved She Hulk. Maybe okay. it's because it's the most recent show. I didn't. But I thought it was fantastic. Did you watch it, Pat, or no? I've watched half of it. I do plan on finishing it, but I've liked it so far. I've enjoyed it. It's like Chris, can we talk about this for a second? Let's get a little nerdy mm -hmm. on this. So let's talk about the Disney Plus shows, right? Are they each mm -hmm. trying to like go after a certain genre? Because it feels yeah. like that's... They're each going after a certain genre. They're, I think they're each gunning for a, a different demographic. Okay. Which is, all of them are odd. Every time. <laughs> we're the, we're the, you know, we're the... Um, crossing area of the, the venn diagram. diagram the middle of it so so let's go like let's go through like um wandavision that's more like the sitcom like it starts out as like a sitcom -y, like uh, i think that one would be more of the traditional superhero fans that because that was really building on the mcu but i think that was their first big show so that was the bridge from the movies into the shows but the first plus universe were straight like sitcoms yeah right? like yeah. old school yeah. then then um loki would be sci-fi right that's yep. your 100% yep. and then falcon winter soldier is like an action action spy thriller, thriller yeah yep and then you got uh okay hawkeye which was like a christmas movie spread i think hawkeye would be you're either crime drama or 
maybe like and it's not enough of like a crime procedural though, yeah so it's not a procedural like a christmas action movie like it's the that, equivalent yeah. of like say the equalizer on sure. cbs okay i'll go with that quick okay. plug for the equalizer <laughs> equalize we'll enough of them every sunday i'm denzel and uh what's her name are coming back together queen latifah no <laughs> i don't oh, know she's the equalizer equalizer 2 will be denzel and dakota fanning maybe coming oh back. yes because they were in man on fire together um so after what was after that one hawkeye after hawkeye moon, was it moon, was moon night next no was there must more, there's one in between i think yeah okay well moon night was more like a fantasy action kind of thing right yes yep. moon night was like the psychological thriller kind of um, like the magicians but it, like fantasy and then and then uh the one with the girl, Miss Marvel, was more of like a teen. I did not see Miss Marvel, but yes, that's the CW show. Yes, for yeah. sure. I haven't seen it either. I'll be honest, I kind of liked Miss Marvel. I, I heard Miss Marvel was really good. Because they're, and this is what I like about the shows is ex- what we're saying is they know what they are and they're owning it. So it's like, you know, that's what you are and you own it and it's pretty good. And then, but if, if you look at it too, that's what the Marvel movie universe is. Each movie is like superheroes but in this genre like captain america movies were superheroes but in a spy thriller Mm -hmm. Um, ant-man was like a heist movie but yeah ant-man is superheroes in a heist movie so the thing about ant-man i'm wondering is the trailer just for quantum mania came out like ant-man was like a super minor character right now is he like going to be in one of the biggest like crossover movies like is he now like one of their main draws i mean i think it it, it's probably more they're looking at actors and so like paul rudd like yeah yeah right like they don't have anybody to else who who takes that like robert downey jr role well we'll see what happens so then what other uh, other exciting movies that didn't disappoint at all along the lines of dr strange uh Thor, Love, and Thunder. I thought Thor, Love, and Thunder was really good. Other people disagree with me. I would give it a seven. I'd give it like a... I mean, I I didn't hate it as much like crap as the movie got, but I also did not think it was that good. But after after yes. Doctor Strange 2, I went into Thor, Love, and Thunder thinking <laughs> it was going to be a pile of stinky doo-doo. Okay. So I was pleasantly surprised it wasn't. Sure. I, yeah, I'd give it like a six and a half, like I'd not quite a seven. Six, yeah, I'm with you, Pat. It was. Did we have? Did we talk about Spider Man? Have we been off that long or no? I don't think we would have. No, the newest Spider Man. You mean? Yeah. No way home. Yeah, because that was that was like early summer, right? Like or like May. I thought that was December. What was that was one it? about? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. That was like that nine point yeah nine point five. They crushed that. Yeah, that one was awesome. Um, but this brings me to She-Hulk, though, Chris. Where does She-Hulk fit? What genre is She-Hulk? Like Ellie McBeal. Ellie McBeal, but Ellie McBeal is a Hulk. Okay, I think so, she's awesome. I love Tatiana Masley. Um, yeah. Episodes are weird. Like some of them are just really like. Like, I just watched the wedding. The last, the finale is, no spoilers, but it's 
not what I expected. And it left me a little at first with a bad taste in my mouth, but then the more you thought about it and reflect, you're like, they did it. They did the right thing. I, mean, I, I know they're tying in, obviously, well, I won't say it because Pat did. I don't think Pat's yeah. tying in a few, but I think she's awesome and I love the way they're playing. And I'm with you, Chris. Mm-hmm. If you take the show for what it is, it's super yeah. fun to watch. It's like really fun to watch. I agree. Well, and especially too, right? Like right now, some of the other big nerdy shows out there like Andor, uh, uh, Rings of Power, Game of Thrones, like they're all so serious. Oh, uh, Wheel of Time, right? Was That came out when we were on hiatus? It did. Yeah, that was... I didn't put see that it. in the in the the pile of what did Chris do? That was well, Google Stadia. You didn't like it at all, Chris. Uh, I don't know. Because I, I heard it was good. Like, I heard the show was people liked it. I thought I kind of liked it, but I could see these like even Rings of Power. There, it's hard because there's been so mm-hmm. much fantasy that has come out yes not original and they're just like rehashing kind of this same thing which i don't know if i want to like say it's bad because it is like it's based on books that are old and yeah you know i mean like it's hard to judge like nowadays at 2022 so much has come out no i i agree i i i i just didn't something about it was off Mm -hmm. it wasn't bad but it also wasn't great. I agree. But something about it was just like, I. there's something, it was like missing something. I don't know if it was the actors. If, if it, at times it felt rushed. Yeah, the pacing felt but, very weird. But in not even like the pacing of the show, but like it felt rushed in the way that like, like they had to rush to make it and it they didn't <laughs> polish it enough. Yes, I completely agree. There's something off is the best way to put it. Uh-huh. And like, I feel like the actors and actresses didn't find their voice yet and <laughs> didn't like find their characters. Like that reminded me almost of like the first season or two of The Office when it was good, but it wasn't great. But the actors had to, and actresses had to like figure out their characters and you had to learn like the beats of the humor and everything and then season three is when the office i feel like exploded and hit its yeah. prime and never let up even so like that 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 um wheel of time i felt was like that and then i guess but now i guess there's a whole bunch of contract or not now but after that they finished filming there was a whole bunch of contract disputes so when season two things are gonna like a couple of the actors are gonna be different like recast because right covid covid messed up a lot of stuff because people ended up getting new jobs or or couldn't film they had conflicts yeah that's kind of weird how they'll write that out what that, like i heard that was the whole reason um uh, i don't want to say anything spoiled but one of the at the end in the last episode like one of the main characters kind of goes off on their own surprisingly and it's not like this is not how it happens in the books either and the reason they had to put that main character go off on their own is because the actor held, was like held out for a season two contract increase <laughs> so they is what i heard i don't know if it's if that's 
accurate, but that was in an article I was reading about it. All right, guys, we, we do have a lot to cover, so I'm going to move us on to our next segment. Um, but again, we will, you know, we next got, year. We have like two years worth of material to cover. Yeah, and when we record our next episode in a year, we can cover some of the other stuff we didn't get to. Um, all right, so our new surprise segment, I spent uh, a good portion of my day yesterday when I was supposed to be working thinking of a nice little bumper for this. So uh, <clears throat> give me a second here. Um, I got to remember what, what the lyrics were that I made for this little tune go. Um, hang on. Okay. <clears throat> Cracktail, Bumpill, and Poodoo prove their worth. Gloomhaven's the best game on earth. Gloomhaven's the best game on earth. Did someone say Cracktail? That was awesome. So this is going to be our Gloomhaven segment, folks. <laughs> One of the big pieces yeah. of news. Real quick, how how long did that take you to make up? Like, while oh, like, you... like 10 minutes, not that long. Okay. I'm picturing all day. I think you put a little too much time into it there. Maybe. <laughs> it, was, it was more of just like uh, getting from the hall where I thought of it to, to my office. It took me a little while. Because you need to write it down real quick. Yeah, Honestly, exactly. those are fleeting. And I will make an official bumper like that. I promise. Okay. I love it. We'll get it going. Uh, all right. Um, but yeah, so uh for our listeners out there, uh Chris, Randy, and I have started playing Gloomhaven. We're on a campaign together. Chris as Cracktail, the Vermling Mind Thief in That's your mind. Mind Thief. I, I every time you say it though, I just want you to scream mind thief like Chris Angel. <laughs> So every oh time I hear that, I just what I think of. Um, Angel. And then Randy is Bumple, the uh, tinkerer. Tinkerer, yep. And I am uh, Poodoo, the Craghart. And uh, yeah, we've been... Craghart. We've done four or five scenarios now. Four? I think four. Five, because we did one out of order. So we have to do scenario five next, but we did scenario seven. No. One, two, three, not. seven, four, I thought. No, we did one, two, three, four. No, because we did the forest. That's not. Yeah, the forest was three. And then last time oh. we did four, which was the uh, the cultists. And so now we get to pick. We have a choice of like four different places. If only we had a city map hanging on the wall next to you <laughs> that you could check. You know what you're thinking of, Chris? You're thinking of five because I accidentally checked it. And then I was like, oh, whoops. I no, like, that's why we have to do five next. Oh, yes. You are right. Yes. You know that what? I disagree. I feel like we haven't made any mistakes while playing it. I feel like we beat <laughs> every single mission with no issues whatsoever. <laughs> Clear understanding of all of the rules. Not cheat at all. The, the best part is like in all the message boards on like Gloomhaven community stuff, everyone is just like, yeah, if you don't go two months into the game and be like, oh, I've been doing this wrong the whole time. Like you're not you're actually really, playing Gloomhaven. You're really not playing right. <laughs> right, exactly. Like everyone does it. So it's like, okay, I don't even really feel that bad. Oh, that's how the element chart works. I've been doing it wrong the whole yes. time. <laughs> exactly. Well, precedent's been set and it works in my favor. So we're just going to keep doing it. There's, it's one of those games where there's no one to stop you from not doing it correct right we're all on the same team 
listen, I, listen. I, I, I can either not do this and my character dies and I have a hard time, or I can cheat and do it and my character lives and it's great. I look at it like D&D house rules. Like, you know, some people, I, for their house rules, they change up kind of how certain things work and it's like kind of the same thing. I don't know, it's fine. And Everyone's some people in Gloomhaven make shields work in a way that makes your character basically invincible. I don't know. Right, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's the only reason we beat that that uh, scenario. I don't know. So, but I, go ahead, Pat. I was just going to say, uh, I know. so I know this is a game we talked about way back on our board game episode, and by way back, I think it's only like two episodes <laughs> from this. It just feels way back because it's been a year. But uh, what are your guys' like impressions of Gloomhaven so far? What do you think? Uh, Chris, let's start with you. Uh, I really like it. It's... Um... I like the structure and the the how you are like in the combat is what I'm getting at. That it's you you know what you're supposed to do and you have your choices, but you within those choices you have the freedom and wiggle room to do, you know, go in different directions with it. The one thing I wish, I wish there was more role-playing opportunities. It's it is very combat focused, but I also realize that that's kind of the point of gloomhaven is to be the combat focused combat centric version of DD with the structure included so i mean it's great i i'm i'm loving it i can't wait till we get to like open some of the se- the sealed boxes and you know advance the game and get into further down and i really just want to fight that dragon <laughs> <laughs> all right randy what do you think i love it I've been, I think we'll talk about D&D in a little bit, but I've been playing D&D with a group for a little bit now, and it's more like a very structured D&D game where your DM, your dungeon master, is one of the players also. So like Pat leads our games, but we kind of help him a little bit, but he sets out the cards, he knows where the guys are moving, but we're all still trying to beat like this imaginary like villain in the game. Um I did a little research. I pick up the Tinkerer because I thought he was the weirdest and coolest looking guy. Apparently, he's like the guy who's like the healing class, and I hate playing as that one. And I've played four rounds of this with you guys, and I had no idea that that's what he was. So that's how good they did building this because I do heal you guys, but you also get to like battle and you also get to do damage and it's it's so much fun and i'm glad that we stuck with it because we've had a few games that are supposed to be like ongoing and we haven't so it's a lot of fun to stick with um yeah we might have messed up a couple rules here and there but overall i'm absolutely loving it pat what do you think yeah uh i mean totally agree with what you both have said it's it's been so fun i mean number one it's it gives us like a just from that like structural standpoint of like our own personal schedules of just like giving you something to look forward to like every we've been trying to play like every two weeks so just like looking forward to that like all oh, right tonight's like gloomhaven night like this is great um but then also yeah like it is it it takes away some of the things i think that can be intimidating about D for people who like haven't quite mm-hmm. done it yet but mm-hmm. then it's like all the other stuff about D that is that like probably draws a lot of people in like it's kind of so, like D, but they take care of all the stat work for you yeah which, which again, for some people, though, that could be a turnoff because that's yeah. kind of like they, they enjoy that. That is some of the fun part, like building your character and signing and picking your abilities and everything. And Right. But 
it's but, also uh, a barrier to entry for some people yeah it is uh it's it is i think too kind of like a unique fantasy setting like yeah there's like the dragons and stuff but like even just like the main characters like they all look kind of crazy and, and weird um so i mean like that aspect's cool it is and again we're only four scenarios in so we'll wait and see but like right now there's not really a, a lot of story to it and so i'm wondering if that's going to change at all or if there is going to be right like if there's going to be more of a narrative hook for like what our company our company of mercenaries is doing what's our company of mercenaries named Caspringers. Caspringers. i i think like you i forgot who said this but the it's very um battle centric or very action centric so compared to D, it's like every round is you're just battling other guys and then pat so graciously purchased the audio um in between stuff so we listen to some of the story um so i i think like you said pat it's an interesting like the tinkerer that i am is called a quartal quartal i'm not even sure how to pronounce it but it's not a race i've heard of before so they kind of created their own races in the game yeah pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah and, uh it, well i was just gonna say like it's they did such a good job too with right because it's so combat focused but like making the combat kind of snappy and like you know just interesting fun whereas like like i've been in D sessions where the comp like you get drawn out into this like hour-long combat encounter and it's like the most boring part of your session because it's just so like you're kind of doing the same couple things um yeah so like they you know they they did a very good job i think it helps too right with the you know using the kind of that card mechanic and how and picking your abilities and stuff but like if you look at some of these races it's like there's humans obviously but then there's an inox which is a made-up race there's orchids a made-up race so i like that it's not just your typical elves and dwarves and goblins like they actually put some imagination into this yeah definitely um but yeah any any final thoughts i mean again i think this this space will be a little segment where we can kind of update our listeners on how our gloomhaven sessions are going and what's been going on in that universe with our characters uh i think i'm in the, the lead for dying uh chris you don't die you get exhausted guys i've been really exhausted a few times in that game (laughs) i will say that pat you told me about the video video game version on the computer so i downloaded it and i played the first mission like we did as a team that we slaughtered and i got murdered (laughs) so whatever rules we play by i love them which again, unless I, I'm pretty sure we're playing by the rules correctly, mostly other than those couple of things that we've ironed out as we go. Yeah, no, I think I definitely, I misplayed my cards because some of the, for listeners, some of the cards, when you use them, they're gone for the entire session. Some yeah. of them will regenerate essentially. And so I just kept using all the ones that were gone. And also, Randy, don't forget that we, we did technically restart our first session because I died on the very first turn so what uh, happens when you jump into the middle of the pack but we also were doing the um the uh monster combat wrong and had everyone just attack you when half of the guys weren't supposed to attack that turn we did what what is the most stressful this be last thing i say it's most stressful part of it is some of the rooms have treasure chests and 
now I know it's not gold in those chests really, but it's some crazy artifact or power. So now it's even more stressful because now I got to somehow get to that chest before you two get there because you don't share the treasure. And the that biggest, is stressful. The biggest bummer of this last session, I was the first one to get to a chest, open it, and it was just <laughs> get dealt three damage, like just huge middle finger. It, ah. Then so I got bad. to the second chest and found a sweet skeleton ring. Yeah, what the what is yeah. Erg. But all right, so that'll that'll do it for our Gloomhaven updates. Um, our next segment. Now ask my nerdy friend. So this uh I'll ask my nerdy friend came from our super fan slash executive producer. He's back also. <laughs> uh Nick. Nick sent us a picture today of uh, a little quiz from one of the, I believe, one of the players on the Buffalo Bills, right? Mm -hmm, Dressed mm -hmm, in his mm -hmm. Halloween costume, and it was dressed as an X-Man. And Nick wanted us to name that X-Man. Uh, because this is an audio show, there's no way you all can uh, know what it was. But the Go to answer... Buffalo Bills Twitter account. Yeah. And if you look for a really bad X-Man costume picture, we'll one is obviously Storm. Who's the guy? Yeah, who's the guy? I'm looking at it. I actually missed this one. Okay, so Randy's looking. We'll see if Randy can name it. Didn't you just name it pre-show in front of him? Randy, pretend you weren't listening pre-show. There's a good chance he wasn't. Well, he's got to comb through the 200 other text messages he didn't read from us. Oh, you guys said Bishop, right? Yeah. It's not Bishop. We're shaking our heads. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't say Bishop. I thought you guys did. Um, he has a gun? He does. Doesn't Bishop use a gun? Mm -hmm. Yes. He built the gun? You know what? Whatever it is, it's not a good X-Men costume. That, that was the conclusion we came to. Uh, <laughs> it is Forge. Oh, you did. You said Bishop or <laughs> Forge. Um, forge. Okay. Exactly. See, you can see because the he wrapped his one leg in tin foil. Forge has a robotic oh, leg. See, I didn't even notice it. I I took it off the headband. I was like, ah, Bishop doesn't really wear a headband. Forge does, so it's got to be Forge. Yeah. Oh, this guy sucks. But, but the uh, we could have done way better. Yeah, the body of the costume was was uh, a little something to be desired. So. But that was I'll ask my nerdy friend the answer uh, of what the guy dressed up as from the Buffalo Bills. I believe it's Tanner Gentry uh, dressed up as Forge. Pretty cool. It also says Storm and Forge in the bottom corner of the photo. Just noticed. So that takes a while. <laughs> I didn't see that at all. So this guy's an actual Buffalo Bill, Tanner Gentry? I think so. Okay. Then I respect it. I, like I would it. say third string tight end. Yeah. So Buffalo Bill guy. All right. So on to uh, the he's a wide receiver. And potatoes. All right. So our meat and potatoes today. Randy kind of alluded to it. But some of the cast bringers have now been playing D and D. It finally happened. We took the dive. Some of us have. Some of us don't get invited to the sessions. Unfortunately, Chris. High school all over again. 
Chris has not found a D&D group. Um, but so I'll, I will start with then Randy. Randy, tell us a little bit about your group, man, and, and what you've been doing, what character you're playing. Give us some details. Same group that I've been with for a couple of years, um, but we lost one of the guys. So there's four of us. Um, well, my condolences, Randy. We could use another one. They listen, you guys. It's I try to tell them like we start on Fridays. Like if you guys can come over on a Friday, you're more than welcome. And I keep saying one shot. Anyways, um, we're doing. Uh, Curse of Strahd, which if you don't know D&D, it's one of the most popular <clears throat> modules that have already been preset and written. There's a whole book on it. So you choose your characters, you build your characters, and then you enter this world of Strahd. Um, Isn't he like a vampire monster yeah, exactly. guy? Essentially, and there's werewolf. Ravenloft? Is that the cast of Ravenloft is part of it? It's the book nice. called Curse of Strahd, but there is a Ravenloft. I see, I'm still a little confused how it all works, but Ravenloft is the castle. Um, yeah. so we've played, I think, three times. It's pretty boring. Um, wait a minute, you're not really selling this for me now. So now I feel comfortable enough to make jokes about how boring it is because it seems like everybody else has caught on it. And I'm not, I don't feel like I'm insulting the DM because he didn't come up with it, but you, no spoilers, but you like wake up on a road in the middle of fog surrounded by your party and you start walking and it's a lot of walking. Like most of what we have done is walking and the DM will roll some dice and he'll say, you walked for an hour. What do you do? And we're like, we'll continue walking. So he rolls a dice and he says, all right, you walked for another hour. What do you do? <laughs> like, well, I guess we just keep walking. And it's a lot of that. Um, we've battled a couple things. I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to judge it. I mean, it's supposed to be awesome. The one cool thing was in the beginning, it comes with like tarot cards and you pick some and they flip them over and there's riddles. And then the riddles help kind of guide you where you're supposed to go. So TBD, to be continued on okay. how good this is. Yeah. And so uh, the group, yeah, the group I'm with, um, we are doing, I'm trying to remember what the actual title is. It's one of the intro-y ones. I think it's you're Dragon, doing of Ice, Ice Dragon of Ice Spider Peak, I think. Okay. Um, but so it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that, Randy, because we've had similar things. So, so again, with the because these are like the uh, the D and D like modules, right? So there's they're uh, kind of confined, and I think how some of the DMs can do stuff, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like it brings a lot of structure to it, which can be good, especially for you know if you're somebody who's learning how to do it and whatnot. But if you're like an experienced DM, uh, like so that this is one of the things that the, my DM is that he's talked with our group about is um, you you know it just gets they're finding it kind of boring especially in regards to some like we have a couple guys who really enjoy like the role-playing aspect and just because of like the way this is structured it's kind of taken a lot of that out of it and like i mentioned before like we've gone we've had a fair amount of combat encounters um and like some of those encounters are like the entire session which can be especially like if you're somebody uh you know who really likes the role-playing side and then you're just spending you know your two or three hours uh for your session just for that week like doing combat you're like this you know, this stinks. So 
So like when you, Pat, when you say like an hour for combat, how's that happening? Is it just a lot of guys you're battling? Like that seems. Yeah. So, so one of the, one of the things like in a couple of the combat encounters, and these are probably the longer ones, like the, um, the amount of enemies you're facing is really just based on your party size. And like, they're like times five. It's like five, so like five orcs for every player character, something like that. So it'll be like, you know, if there's four or five of us, then all of a sudden you're, you're, you know, you're fighting like 20, 25 orcs and like they each have to take a turn and, and that sort of thing. So like we, we've figured out as a group kind of how to speed it along as fast as we can. I think too, the other, sorry, the other part of it is we are playing virtually. So we're using, uh, I think the it's harder. Yeah. The program we use, I think it's called above VT above VTT and uh, like through D and D beyond. So it makes it, again, it just can make it a little trickier than there's been a couple times this this hasn't related to any of the long combat encounters but there's been also a few times where like you know you're running like uh you know technology errors and stuff like i've in like the all the sessions we've done i've lost power i have uh my internet has just totally gone out uh, like in your house you've lost power <laughs> yeah uh a oh, squirrel man. chewed through i guess i found out later a squirrel <laughs> chewed through like a power line and just oh, cut my. power to our entire block squirrel rolled a crit i think on that one yeah right. <laughs> so at, what ended up happening i was sitting upstairs in my bedroom with like a flashlight in my phone and was still playing like i was just rolling on my phone because i have the the dnd beyond app on my phone and then uh and then they he runs it through discord so we were, i was like switching between discord and my the app it was kind of wild it was funny but uh i will say with all that being said though it is so fun it, it, it's just like another level uh you know we talk about how good gloomhaven is and like all these other board games and then like this is just a whole different monster and it's so addicting it's fun like again the the character customization and and characters and stuff that you can make is just so cool so randy what are you what are you playing i and you kind of warned me against this or you didn't warn me but you said you know somebody who played as this uh, monk and I was a wizard that's how I started and wizards were super confusing so now I'm a monk a little bit easier you start to get at level two um, key maybe ki that's how they yep. spell it key. Yep. you essentially get key points and so like at level two I get like two or three key points and with the key points I can attack and then I can use a key point to attack immediately after like you can use up your key points and every level you get more and you get more abilities um i'm liking it it's not as you know complicated as the other ones but it still puts a couple twists in there um so it's fun i mean i so the one this is going to get really in depth but the move i pulled with the last one is we had a couple of um zombies come up to us so i think four zombies and there was all right, I'll start real quick. We come up to the road, off the road, we see like a hangman's noose with a guy hanging in the noose. And there was like a box that you could climb up to pull the guy off. And I was like, hey, I want to take the rope. And they're like, why would you take the rope? I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll use it. So I take the rope, it's like 30 feet. As we're on the box, four zombies come out of the woods. So I drop the rope over and I try to lasso a zombie around his neck so that I can pull and jump over the side of the box and last mm -hmm. up onto the hangman thing. I rolled like a three every time. And 
<laughs> finally the dm knew what i was trying to do he's like give it another shot and so i did it and it was fun um but that was like a cool thing right mm-hmm. so it was fun um besides really creative and stuff sometimes yeah life. we just haven't had a lot of that yet so i don't know have you guys have you run into that pat yeah so so i play with a group of it was five now it's four uh and oh, i think down a guy just now yeah down a, we are we are I, I don't know if he's coming back or what but tuesday night knew, seven knew someone who didn't have a group play with. Hmm. um chris you got to roll to get into his group though critical hit nat 20 oh okay he's in i mean, actually he's out he had to roll nat, he had to roll critical mess that one <laughs> really bad groups yeah, yeah um sorry what were we talking about <laughs> you had any like those oh eight of things yeah that's it so so two of the guys in our group have played dnd a few times one of them i think has played for a long time because he's come up with some creative stuff he, he's the one who's playing a monk um and so he like like so this past one we f- we were fighting uh i think his name was garthok he was like a he's like a lightning boar He's a servant of Talos is what we found out. Yeah. But uh, so he has, so to preface, our whole group is like level four, level five. All the level five guys had played for like an entire year before I joined. They, um, they did like a homebrew campaign. And so then they wanted to try out one of these modules. So like they have some pretty, they have some like pretty good gear between them, like just from doing the homebrew stuff that they did. Uh, so our monk has like a, staff it's called the staff of saint cuthbert and it can shoot like a grappling hook and stuff and so like the this giant lightning boar was like running all over the place kind of like wreaking havoc and so he tried to like shoot his grappling hook to like tie the boar up and tie it to a tree but uh he rolled he rolled terrible on like the grapple hook shot and so like basically it was he had fallen down the grappling hook had fallen down like right next to the boar while he was still like doing the thing with the tree but it did so like that was creative in its in itself. But then like we we were pretty good at like kind of playing off of each other. So like I tried to get I was up in a tower and I tried to get to like the second floor of the tower at the window so I could use my use mage hand to like grab the hook and move it up, but I didn't get quite a chance to because then the boar had taken a bunch of bunch of hits already, and so it ended up dying before I had my next turn to do it. Um but so there's been a few things like that. Uh but still, but again, like I think part of it is with the modules, you are a little limited in the creativity because a lot of it is just like, I don't know, deal with these all these bad. Actually, <laughs> I did just think of another one. Uh, we we uh, encountered a bunch of were boars and and boars outside of a house, and we were able to like sneak around the house to see what was going on inside, and they were they, it was like these cultists summoning. Play or praying to this god Talos. So in the combat with the boars, we were able to get a bunch of the boars in the bag of holding, with the idea, with the idea of dumping them into the summoning ritual to like disrupt it and cause havoc. Uh, however, uh, the bag of holding can hold ten minutes of air divided by how many creatures are there. So we ended up with six boars slash boars in the bag of holding. Just we dumping to, corpses out. Go up to the window <laughs> to dump them in, and it's just a bunch of thudding dead bodies hit the ground. <laughs> it was very. We we all had a good uh, laugh about it. it was 
time is D and D. Like I still haven't wrapped my mind around how like time works. Like yeah. a minute is how many rounds and stuff. So you gotta like be careful with that. Yes, I think each person's turn is it's two seconds. seconds. Okay. So six like seconds. Six seconds. Yes, each combat move is six seconds. So yeah, your so turn, then, like your move, attack, minor, is six seconds. Okay. So then, depending Ooh, on how guys never playing, it seems to know how much time is. <laughs> so then, if you have yeah, ten rounds in a or ten turns in a round, like based on characters and stuff, then that's a minute. About a minute. Okay, that's pretty funny. So like, so like in our story you you're walking down the road in the very beginning of the game and we see a body and it happened to be my body um looked exactly the same but it was dead lying on the road same clothes and everything so i was like all right well let me go you know check the body and as i go to touch it it just everything melts away except for the bones and i was like all right i'll pick up my bones and I was like, why would you pick up your bones i was like i don't know they're there they're my bones so i took them i want a stranger to get my bones and then later, think on, myself. <laughs> later on we had a wolf tracking us so i dumped the bones near a tree so that our scent would be on my bones and then we moved on the wolf never tracked us so that was like like there's like the kind of off fun stuff like that we just don't i haven't like dealt with a lot of that creative type of stuff which i think and, and I, yeah and i think that's where combat can get limiting like you're yeah because you're confined in what you can do there's not a lot of opportunities to do some of that creative stuff right like that that's and that's that's why i think a lot of people dig the role playing is for the stuff like that yeah chris oh, what are you uh what, what are you thinking about dnd what, what would be like your ideal character chris monk paladin dual class dual class monk paladin All right how many levels of monk like what would you start with monk how many levels of monk I don't I don't know. I have to look and is he Drake? He's Dragonborn. He's Dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Now they also have a drunken monk. No. Drunken master. Yeah, drunken monk. Do That's what I not do that. You do the so you do the, the newer, the like dragon monk one? Yes. Okay. And he's studying he's studying at a temple. He's a student for a temple of whatever chaotic neutral god. Okay. And he's going out to um he gets sent on a mission by the temple priest and along the way he discovers the the power that turns him into uh the royal soldier of the god and that's where he starts to dual class as a paladin monk. Got it. So I like it. This is where I also would love to And also his father is a blacksmith and his life's quest is to find this amazing sword um, that his father had crafted that was stolen and the person murdered his father. And he has six six fingers on his right hand. <laughs> okay. And then, so he always wears a mask. And he actually, um, when he's monk and he's the temple, sends him on a ship and the ship starts pirating and taking over and he's like a dread pirate. Um, What's your character's name? Wesley. Tony. Oh, it's not Roberts. Wesley Roberts. Oh, okay. How do you know his last name? That was a lucky guess. I 
that that's the part that I like, I wish I could get into more is you, you're supposed to build your background, but it never comes into play in any of the campaigns I played. Like, that would be cool. Like, you're supposed to build your background, send it to the DM, and then they're going to build in. Like- I think, yeah. But I think it's harder to do that in the, um, in the module. Yes. Yeah. Because you, you, you're following more of a script there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah, same. I, but I think though, from your from like the player character standpoint, it's also good to do that because it does de- develop that attachment and kind of just ability to dive into that character a little bit when it's a little bit more fleshed out and you have kind of the, that more elaborate background, right? Yes, a hundred percent. And you get to know it. You get to think a little. Get your mind in the the, the right mindset of what would my character do in this situation. You know, he wouldn't just fire an arrow through a crowd of people in a market to kill a street urchin that poached one piece of gold from him. What? My character might. Whereas your especially when it's his own race. But if his two traveling companions who just got brand new bows that ignore any shields <laughs> fire away. It was kind of good that they got those bows because they ended up winning us, um, winning me a skeleton ring. So I'm going to take that ring and raise my child's skeleton back up. So I adopted so, this dead vermling. So listeners out there, Chris has now jumped to Gloomhaven and, and is not talking well, about You don't have another RPG to <laughs> yeah. talk about experience-wise. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Any, uh, any or blah, 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 Randy or Chris, any last thoughts about D&D before we move on? I have an idea for a one shot. I would love to play with you guys. And we could bring in a fourth. For me personally, I think less than four is tough. So if you have, yeah. like, I would love to bring in, like, let's say we did Rob and Andy and we brought them in. That would be a lot of fun. And then I DM. Both it. former guests of the show. Yeah, I would DM yes. it. And it's a one shot. I'm still getting the hang of like, how the dice and everything work, but I think it would be fun. I got a good so idea. I can help with the dice. See, you you let them fall out of your hand. Oh. And then on the table, they, what? they kind of move around, and there's a sign or a number or dots on the top. And that is what the, you're supposed to use. So, I don't get it. I th- so, Pat, you use virtual dice, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, the, I have supplemented with, uh, like, I have a pack of dice. So I don't know if this is common. I can't tell you how many times both the guys I play with have dice boxes, beautiful, handcrafted mm-hmm. dice boxes with felt and, like, wood around the outside. And, like, one of them's red, deep, thick, like, blood red with a nice like black mat around the other side. The other one looks like it was bought from Marshalls that you could put like all your trinkets in, like your keys and your wallet, but it still looks nice. How many times these guys roll their die and it doesn't even hit the box. They roll it and it just goes on the table on the floor. I'm like, isn't like, how did you miss the tray? That's directly. You're supposed to roll it into that. Oh yeah. Every time. And they just, the one guy Ross, he'll roll it it's directly in front of him and he'll roll it and he'll just go off into the crack of the table. <laughs> I don't, you haven't run into that yet, Pat? No. Yeah. No, just, so the only person, uh, only our DM is, is rolling physical dice. And so I, we, 
usually don't see his roles and stuff. It's very, I just keep laughing. Like, I'm like, is this how bad at sports that we all are that you <laughs> hit the box in front of you with the dice? It's horrible. In sports, they say you can't hit the broadside of a barn. And in D&D, they say you can't roll your dice into the box. Hit the broadside of your dice tray. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was a, I'm, I enjoy it, Pat. You enjoy it. And I watched I Pat once on uh, streaming. I watched your group once and it was fun to watch. Oh. That, that, yes, that's that's the other thing. Again, on Twitch, our, our DM streams our streams our sessions on Twitch, uh, which is a fun time. And yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a blast, man. I can't can't say it enough. If you're ever interested in in uh, trying out D and D, take the plunge because it's it's great. Right, Chris. How many snaps are you doing, Chris, over there? Well, I'm doing um my other game right now. Well, you guys chat about stuff that I'm not involved in. Well, <laughs> when I heard well, it, you talk. it was I felt bad for Chris. It's, it's okay. <laughs> well, we're we're moving on, Chris. We're gonna go to check the phones, maybe, and see if there's any callers calling in. I don't know. Ring ring. <laughs> there's there is a caller. Ring. Oh man, we're using like an old ring. rotary phone. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Now he's calling my cell phone. All right, hang on. Let me answer it here. Hello? Hello. Oh, my gosh. How how did he even know we're recording? It's me. I'm back. We, are, we already did that, Thanos. Yeah, because I was. it was me. I was the one who was the alien. You. So you were killed by Randy Quaid? No, I survived. Me, Thanos. I yeah, we I said that your name is yes, hi Thanos. Yeah, it's me. I'm inevitable. That <laughs> you I know, I, I I will say maybe one of the best parts of not recording a show in a year was we didn't have to talk to you. Oh, you missed me. Everybody misses Thanos. That's nope. You, you missed me. Ebony Ma, he misses me. Adam Warlock, he misses me. I don't even think he's in the MCU yet. Tony, Tony misses me the most. Tony Stark, the guy yep. you killed. Well, I, I mean, yeah, he, I didn't kill him. Yeah, there was okay. he snapped. He doesn't know how to snap like I do. <laughs> so he snapped wrong, and he had to. How should he? Nonsense. How should he snap? It's like that. That was okay. that was a good snap, wasn't that it? That was a good snap. I know. How, how how did Tony snap? He was like, was not <laughs> snap. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think that's how he snapped, but yeah. sure. Yeah, because he the thumb, it's all in the thumb. Okay. Snapping. So, so, Thanos, did you call for any reason, or were you just trying to? No, you're on a hiatus now. Off, I mean, wait, you're off the hiatus now. Yeah, we're done. Me too. I was on a hiatus from my phone. He forgot to pay my Verizon bill. And your Thanos would be a Verizon customer. Yeah. Well, anyways, well, I switched just switched to T Mobile. So now I have a phone again. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like meant to be. Caspringers is back. I'm inevitable. I got a call. 
do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you want, you want me to ask? Yeah. What? You know where my gems went. I'm I'm hanging up the phone. Right no, now. I can't find Good, them. Goodbye. They're, it's. I don't think that was a real Thanos because he said gems instead of stones, and I don't think that's accurate. Well, I think well, it depends on what universe he's from, right? Because the original Thanos must have been. Yeah, yeah. from the, the comic Thanos. Yeah, Starlin's Thanos. I don't know. All right. God, well, that's gonna uh, fun. That's gonna about wrap it up for the show. Uh, before we go, let's run through some recommendations real quick. Our play, watch, read, playing. Uh, Chris, I think you had the play. What What do you got for us? Actually, Thanos recommended this game oh, to Jesus. me. Marvel Snap. <laughs> okay, which is actually I've been playing Marvel Snap. A great game. Good game. Game of the day. Gonna be done in two months. Uh, <laughs> also. Torchlight Infinite is everything that Diablo Mortal wasn't. So good. Great. And it's free. So give that a shot. All right. Uh, as far as watch goes, um, I threw out the recommendation to watch Andor. Uh, mainly more just because, like, uh, at this point, if you're listening to the show Rings of Powers, you've probably already gone through all of that. You've probably gone through all of House of the Dragon. Um, and Andor is still, I think, it has a couple more episodes left. So if you haven't been watching it, start watching it. It's it's a little slow at first, but it's really good. Um, and if you have been watching it, I hope you're enjoying and enjoy the last couple episodes. Uh, and now for a read, Randy, on the spot with a read recommendation. What do you got for us? So I was listening to Brandon Sanderson, the one. Which one was it, Chris? The Way of Kings. Which one? The Way of Kings, the first yeah. book of the Stormlight Archive. I I Chris, I learned I cannot listen to books because I always give all of them up. See, that's what you're doing wrong. You're listening to them. You have to read them with your ears. <laughs> he is right. Because I keep listening to them with my eyes. And that's the real issue. Mm. I loved it, but I do have to get the book. Um, so that's my recommendation. Way of, Way of Kings. I love it. All right. And last, before we go our D&D character of the week. This week's D&D character, more mainly because I'm lazy, uh, is Ramardo Alhamillion. That is my D&D character. He Anyone is... who would play that game? What? I'm getting, I'm getting judgy. My time will come. Your time will come. I'd sing us a song, Ramardo. Sing us a song about Ramardo the Bard. He's the best bard in all of the land. Oh, is that is that in a chaotic chaotic scale? Well, so uh, Ramardo is a half elf lore bard. Uh, initially, starting with like a neutral good alignment. Maybe there may be a character arc in here where he starts to kind of turn evil. I'm not sure we're gonna see where it goes. How would evil uh, Romardo sing? This is the story of <laughs> Romardo, the Bardo. Romardo, 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 Romardo. This guy gets it. <laughs> uh, so evil, good. I don't know, maybe just neutral, neutral. 
neutral. Neutral. Neutral. Neutral. Neutral. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Castbringers. See you all in any time next week, between next week and a year. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you got my hopes up for like a quick second there. Actually, I think the idea might be uh, bi-weekly. Do it on the off weeks at Gloomhaven. Bi-weekly, twice a week. Done. No, No, wait. Yeah, bi-weekly is twice a week. Yeah, it is. That is twice a week. Bi-month? Bi-monthly? Bi-monthly is every other month. Every other month? So twice a month. (laughs) So there's no in between where's the in between it's either twice a week or every no one has ever invented that word that's gonna do it for this train wreck of a show we'll keep casting you keep listening Hey, hey, Randy. Hey, Chris. <laughs> what, what, what is green, fuzzy? If it falls off out of a tree, it would kill you. I don't know, Chris. What? Pool table. <laughs> Chris, it took a year. That one actually made me laugh. That was the best one you said. Uh but you didn't give pat a spit take so true